everybody, and welcome to Pot on You Loons. What was that? I don't know. I was just being weird. <laughs> Give me yeah. my, my, my radio voice. <laughs> that was Justin. I'm Sam. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pot on You Loons. We brought Nate back today. Nate's awkward pause fits in with our awkward open. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna say hi, Nate? I think you're 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 muted now, Nate. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Is, are we to the big CF already, Sam? I think we're already to the big CF. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna stop this. I'll include it in the episode. But we're gonna stop this and try again. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Pot on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pot on You Loons. I'm Sam. We got our buddy Nate back for his third cap. Welcome back, Nate. Thanks for having me. Feel free to gloat if you want. I know the MLS is back tournament's been done for a little while, but Nate, of course, is a Portland Timbers fan. So this will be an insufferable episode. Insufferable AF. That's how we are. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, I can't gloat too much because we won something that's somewhere between the U.S. Open Cup and a preseason tournament. So, but hey, we won. There you go. We've got more trophies than Minnesota United. That is true. We can't we can't lie about that. Well, before we move on, we want to give a quick shout out to the Ten Thousand Pitches podcast and Jeremy, who hosted Justin and I last week. If you did not listen to that episode, that was why we did not put out an episode of Pod on You Loons last week. We highly recommend you go check out the 10,000 Pitches podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at 10K Pitches. That is the number 10 with the letter K. And just check it out. That was actually a podcast I was a listener of before I even started chatting with Jeremy. So highly recommend it. But yeah, so Nate. We just talked about Portland winning the MLS's back tournament. Let's just give you a little bit of time to talk about it. First of all, you kind of alluded to it already, but how did you feel about this tournament prior to its start? I mean, I didn't think that, and I, it's a little hard to say, oh, something shouldn't have happened and now it's done and it actually went off you know, fairly successfully. But I think that MLS should take a page from the NWSL and just say, Oh, that was a nice tournament. That's our season. Have a nice one. Uh, and just call it quits. I didn't think they should have been doing it once those two teams had to pull out because of positive tests, but I'm glad that the teams were able to, to get through that and keep everybody healthy. And, um, you know, I think that it showcased some good young talent, some up and coming teams. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, some, less familiar faces go deep into the tournament and, you know, obviously happy to see Portland do well and win and see the, you know, continued prominence of a couple of the guys that played well, Blanco and Valeri, and also see the, the rise of uh, Jeremy Bobisi and Eric Williamson probably was the guy that I was most happy to see do well because we've had a pretty nice track record of not developing prospects uh, that we've signed as prospects. And so it was good to see, you know, a kid that's been around the organization for a couple of years now 
get some run and do well. And, you know, hopefully he slots in as a number eight because we haven't had one. Sure. So as a Portland fan, though, where does this rank for you? I'm trying to put this in perspective. Obviously, it wouldn't be nearly as great as the time you guys won the MLS Cup. But is it, did you guys ever win a US Open Cup or anything like that? No, the deepest we've gone, I think we had two semifinal appearances. I think we lost to, we lost to you guys last year in the semifinals. And then I think we lost to RSL. I can't remember if it was quarterfinals or semifinals a number of years ago. So we've, we've yet to win a U.S. Open Cup. I would like to see us win one. I like the fact that we typically commit players to getting into that, but then we also get hosed because, you know, we come in and, and the first round we're playing Seattle almost every time, you know, maybe we get lucky and we get San Jose, but it's not, you know, we're playing another team that takes it seriously and is going to play their, their top players. So, you know, it's not like some of the other regional teams that get a walkover, get a, a lower level team in the first round, we're playing MLS teams all the way through pretty much. Sure. Sure. But when, when you're ranking your like top soccer fandom moments, where do you think this ranks? Like after, like after Portland winning the MLS cup, is it after Tottenham winning? Never mind on that one, but where, where is this for you? I mean, it's like a playoff berth. I mean, we get, we get into the con, the CONCACAF champions league. So it's like a playoff berth. I mean, in terms of, in terms of moments, being at the Western Conference final against RSL, the the Caleb Porter's first year with the chance to go to MLS Cup, you know that's even though we lost, that's higher. It was like, oh, that's cool. Will you be getting the commemorative T-shirt? No, you know, like the MLS. I don't buy. I don't buy MLS gear anymore. I've stopped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. So. So no commemorative face mask. I saw that. They made a big deal about that. <laughs> when they win CONCACAF Champions League and the first MLS team to do it, I'll celebrate. There you go. You can, that, you can have me on and we can talk about the merits of disbanding the designated player and having a higher salary cap so that MLS teams can actually compete. But once we win it, we can have that conversation. Well, we'll keep moving on. So the MLS is back. Tournament is over. We've already... We've already had our first MLS's back regular season games. So let's get into some news. We're starting off with another buzzkill. We got Tyler Miller. Well, I, I mean, we're happy that he had a successful hip surgery, but it is sad to see he is out for the year. Right now, Dane St. Clair was recalled from his successful loan with San Antonio, where he had gotten like three clean sheets out of five appearances. He was doing very well. He is back. It is yet to be seen who the regular starter will be between Dane St. Clair and Canadian Greg. Yeah, that was that was kind of a big surprise. I mean, we were or the the hint was when they were called Dane St. Clair, right? We found out about that before Tyler Miller. And I remember talking to you, Sam, and kind of being confused, you know, because he was having a really good run. He was getting a lot of playing time. You know, we kind of talked about how it must be he must be having getting playing time here if that's going to happen, whether it's he's going to be the backup or whatever. So it kind of sticks to, you know, to, to have the Tyler Miller injury come somewhat out of nowhere because there really wasn't any conversations about this. We didn't know, you know, I don't remember there being anything, Sam, do you? Like, I don't think there was any, like, any idea that this was happening. So, No, it, it came out of nowhere. There was a 
you know, just a scrimmage at Allianz Field leading up into the first game. I don't know if that's where Tyler Miller was hurt. With the MLS, you don't always get a lot of information if they don't want you to hear the information. So it did come out of nowhere. It was really weird hearing that Dane St. Clair was coming back, just like Justin said, because it, it didn't make sense. He was getting the playing time. He was doing well with the playing time. And it didn't really, we, we knew nothing about Tyler Miller and he had done well enough for us to not think his job was in jeopardy. Right. So that made us wonder, like, was Canadian Greg not working out? Like, because we hadn't seen anything of him. So we were just speculating. Never once did I think that Tyler Miller was hurt. Yeah. Big blow, big blow. But I don't know. Next man up, right? See what happens. Yeah. Can I just, what, how do they know it's a successful surgery? I mean, I'm not trying to be like, like, I really hope he recovers and he comes back. He's, he's had a great, you know, MLS career. So I'm not trying to like poo poo on Tyler Miller, but he's just had a surgery. How do they know it's a, you know, Oh, they fixed the problem. He's still going to do rehab. Like, right. It just like no complications, I guess, maybe like there wasn't like, yeah, no, like weird swelling or infection of the, I don't know. Well, (laughs) when I was in med school, we learned that (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't even know where to go from there. Let's just take their word for it. (laughs) right <laughs> on a side he had a, note get a terrible surgery <laughs> on a side note i ran a marathon once and 20 miles in i really hurt my hip and probably should have stopped but kept going for the last six and couldn't walk for a week but i still didn't go to the doctor because i was an idiot and i wasn't able to run for like five months i probably should have had hip surgery did you ever go to the doctor no. You talk to anyone about this? <laughs> you just lived with this lingering pain? Come on, Sam. Um, well, a guy that I used to work with that you also used to work with, our our friend Mohammed, he, you know, he was a soccer player and he like tore his ACL like 15 times or whatever. So of course he had crutches in his car, so he just gave me the crutches. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have them in my office. I haven't taken them home yet. This was, you know, like six years ago, and I haven't taken them home yet. But yeah, he just gave me his crutches. For a while, the kids were just wheeling me around in my desk chair. Probably should have had hip surgery. (laughs) Sounds like me after I broke my leg. And kids pushed me around in my swivel chair for the six weeks, eight weeks I was on crutches. It was pretty awesome. That is such a, you're in your mid-20s and you have a HSA plan. Like that is. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. Be better. Be better. All right. Moving on. Champions Moving League on. final. Uh, Nate, I know you're a big Champions League guy if you want to take this. but Yeah, I only caught the second half. I was doing some projects around the house today, but Bayern, Kingsley Coman uh, had a goal off a great set of build-up play, back post header, got the only tally, and uh, Bayern beats PSG and made Neymar cry. So <laughs> it was a good day in Europe. How did MLS alum Alfonso Davies look? I mean, he fits in so well at Bayern. You know, they want their wingbacks, their fullbacks to be able to get forward. He can do that. He's got speed. Uh, You know, their back line for the most part is kind of aging. So I think he's really injected some much needed speed and creativity. And to be honest, I never really saw him at Vancouver 
didn't really get a chance to see him play much. Um, just that, you know, he had signed with Byron, but he's looked awesome. The couple of matches that I've seen him play with Byron this year. So it's great to see a, a North American making an impact in Europe. And, you know, maybe one day Tyler Adams will win a Champions League with Leipzig, become the go. first American to do it. Now, Nate, most years you're a pretty big Europa League guy, right? <laughs> I will be next year. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna? Did you watch the Europa League final at all? I did not. Okay. Well, Sevilla uh, defeated Inter Milan three to two. I didn't watch it either. Or I think I had it on in the background. I'm always, I'm always working and hardly paying attention. I had the game on today too, but didn't see the goal and hardly paid attention to it. Just I turned up the volume like five minutes to go just to see if anything dramatic happened. But this next topic, I know Nate has a ton to talk about. <laughs> Hopefully he keeps it PG thirteen. We don't have the E next to our our title. <laughs> you can't. Okay. You gotta, these notes these notes are a little bit too far. So <laughs> this is this is why we love having Nate on. <laughs> Justin and I are so like like if Justin and I were allowed to have a theme song without like copyright material, it'd probably be everything is awesome from the Lego Movie. And Nate comes on to kind of drop us down a few pegs. So. Mine would be, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. So the details of how this is going to work out was just released uh, within the past week. So the top five ranked CONCACAF teams are automatically into the final round of eight teams. So that would be Mexico, who's ranked 11th in the world. The USA, who's ranked 22nd, Costa Rica, who's ranked 46th, Jamaica, who's ranked 48th, and Honduras, who is ranked 62nd. The final round will be one group of eight. Each team will have a home and away against the other seven. So it's like one giant group stage of eight teams. This will take place starting May 31st, 2021, and it will go until March 29th, 2022. The top three teams from this eight-team group will automatically qualify for the World Cup, and the fourth-place team will enter an intercontinental playoff. All right, Nate, go for it. I mean, Sam, you were on this at like 11.45 when I was not sleeping and decided to peruse your thing, so I told you to go to bed. Um, you know, my question is, do, does either Chicharito or Carlos Vela make it for El Tree? I wish our almost guest Omar was on today. He's going to be on later and we can ask him. He'd maybe have more of an opinion on that. You can edit, you can edit his answer in. (laughs) They're both good. I mean, like, I don't know, like maybe you're the one to answer this, Nate. Do you think that they'll make the team? I think they both make the team. I think they I think Vela has to be on there and I think Chicharito for sentimental value is going to you know he'll partake in the qualifiers whether or not he makes the World Cup team who knows but I had forgotten that I was looking at the that window I'd forgotten that it was going to be a November World Cup I was like man that's really close to the World Cup for them to be still playing qualifiers but it's actually not which we're all teachers. That sucks that it's going to be a November World Cup. Because that's the one sporting event where we're just able to, you know, watch all of it because the rest of the world is working and we can just hang out at Brit's pub during the day. Taking all my PTO time during that. <laughs> all of it. 
Well, is it, are there games during Thanksgiving break? Because all that that week, I'm sure. Yeah, that's been great too. Though is the Champions League matches during Thanksgiving break? I can always watch because usually there's there's matches the week right or the Tuesday Wednesday before Thanksgiving. At least they're still having Boxing Day matches this year in the Prem. I'm just happy for that. Yeah, I mean, I fa- I find it interesting that they are going from a hex to a group of eight. That sounds very much like Conmebol. And Conwell spends two years doing their qualifiers, it feels like. And yet we're going to try and do ours in less than a year. That sounds like... I mean, either way, right? If, you, if you're playing matches during the international breaks, MLS doesn't always respect those, which is why I feel like a lot of the CONCACAF teams get hosed. And I am glad that they're waiting until May of next year to start it, because if they tried to start it sooner, I think you just run into so many problems with mm-hmm. the pandemic. So, and then you'd have teams rescheduling and blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I really was just trying to, you know, mess with your, (laughs) mess with your jam a little bit. Well, and here's the thing. You, you saw me logged in at 1130. There is no way I was actually up and logged in at 1130. You were, you were literally on there. Was I typing? Your icon was on there. Yeah, that's my icon I typed was there. Not there. Yeah, but I typed there because you, that's where your icon was. But it's you know how when you're active, so like I look at that now, and like you're both on, but you're not actually there because the window's not open. Like your window was up, so it was like you were there. Like now yeah. Justin's looking at the window, so his it's like bright versus sort of like a faded icon. I get that, but like. You, you were joking about this earlier because I said something corny. I am a dad. There is no way I was up <laughs> at 11.30. Maybe the computer was on, Sam. The, you the computer, computer was on. That sounds like me. Being up and coherent at 11.30, that does not sound like me. I get it. You just want to waste energy? You hate the earth? Sam hates I, the earth. Sam hates the earth. I, he wastes energy. He doesn't turn his computer off. So Nate, how do you how do you feel about the USA being ranked at twenty two? You had a nice note about that. And <laughs> well, they're led by the best Premier League player since the restart, so that helps. Bruno Fernandez plays for the USA. No, our boy Christian Pulisic. Oh, how long is he out for? He'll be back maybe a week into the new season. It won't be too long. I mean, do you think he's going to play the? Is he going to feature as much? I know he had a strong end of the season, but is he going to feature this much with all the guys that they bought? Yeah, I think you're going to see more of a rotation, though. I think they were heavily relying on him, even though they knew that it wasn't. They they knew they were kind of playing with fire. He hasn't shown to be the most durable player in his time with Chelsea and with his time with uh, Dortmund, which you would have probably paid more attention to that than I would have been at the time. But he's not the most durable player. I remember being very nervous watching him play like every three days and especially as they stopped subbing him out essentially because he was Chelsea's offense. Him him and Willian, but Christian Pulisic was the more dynamic of the two. And I think they had no choice but to just continue rolling those dice and it wasn't the smartest way to manage him. Uh, well, I mean, if you're if you're in for the long haul, it wasn't the smartest way to manage him. If you were in a tight Champions League battle, then yeah, I get that you have to do what you have to do. But you know, in the game against Arsenal, we kind of we kind of saw him uh, break down. Kill. So you cried. It was a tough day. 
Didn't you listen to our FA Cup review episode, Nate? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Nate doesn't support the show. <laughs> it's okay, Nate. I just like to hear myself talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being very humble. I apologize. You guys are amazing. You're you're high quality journalists. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, guess- so how did you shoot today? Did you shoot pretty well? Oh, terrible. Terrible. It was so hot, Nate. Too hot. Too hot? Too hot for golf. Okay. Too hot for golf to be fun. Justin, I wanted to bring this up, and you saying, <laughs> you saying too hot reminded me of this, is that when we were on 10K pitches last week, you almost started quoting Uptown Funk when you were like, oh, we're going to show up, we're going to show out, and I was just waiting for you to say, smoother than a fresh jar skippy. <laughs> I wasn't even... I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking that, man. That was that was that was you should have pulled that Dad Sam. That's a, mean, that's a moment for Dad Sam to jump in. Yeah, come on, Dad Sam. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite lyrics of all time. <laughs> even though Sam, I buy Jeff. Sam is smoother than a fresh jar of skippy. I buy Jeff, but still, like every time I open up a fresh jar of Jeff, I have to sing that lyric. See, I get skippy, so I get, and I never say it. So Sam, I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. <laughs> well, you said it on 10 K pitches almost. So. I didn't say, I didn't say anything about skippy though. You're the one bringing peanut butter into this. Well, is that a phrase besides the Bruno Mars song? Show up and show out. I don't know. Like I've, I've said that before. I don't know. That sounds sporting. Well, since 2000, 17 or whenever that song came out like is that do a poll do a poll sam see (laughs) twitter is that a phrase hey do a live do a 20 minute live twitter poll and by the end we'll have an answer we might have a couple votes we might have a couple votes (laughs) i will do that i'll go on there and vote I'll, i'll i'll use my various my various twitter accounts to to get the votes there you go there you go like Fork Twitter accounts, man. You're gonna. Well, the rest of the ten people that interact with us on on Twitter, uh, <laughs> they'll they'll have fun voting. You'll have to do it quick. I'll I'll put it up the same time I publish this episode. You got four hours, so go. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Well, well I was gonna just. <laughs> All right. I, we're I, editing. We're editing out the last ten minutes. Let's just. I don't think we will. I, I think I'll leave it in. We're having fun. You're, it's been relevant stuff. Um, I I like to always announce the forward Madison scores just because I know we have some people who are interested in forward Madison that listen. I will do this for Minneapolis City as soon as they're back as well. But forward Madison drew at Omaha earlier this week, one one, and I think they're currently playing against OCB at home. It had a weather delay, and that is actually why our person who was supposed to be a guest star today, that is why he is not here right now. So we'll get him in probably within the next week or so. We'll get him in. Justin and I will have to figure that out. But let's uh, get back to the MLS regular season is back. All right, guys. Wait, Sam. Sam, we got to talk, though, about shout out Michael Vang. Same oh, yeah. as on Michael Vang getting a goal for Ford Madison. First yeah. first Hmong American to score a professional goal, right? Yeah, according to Twitter. I didn't double check that, but you know, it's a 19-year-old kid from St. Paul. Apparently he might be good. So maybe maybe he'll come play for the hometown team if if Ford Madison works out and you know he's successful there and they see something. 
That'd be a cool story. Aren't they a higher ranked team than Minneapolis City, though? I think they're a USL two, right? Yeah, he so mean, they're actually pro. Yeah, he means get them on. Uh, I'm saying like the, the loons. He could be uh, like you know when they when they have their USL team, bring him over, develop them right home. He could probably be homegrown. I don't know all the rules about homegrown, but he sounds pretty homegrown to me. It was a joke. I get it. I get it, Nate. Okay, I get it. Just wait till we play each other in the FA Cup. I think you'll be singing a different tune. In the FA Cup, or the the whatever it's called. What's it called for us? The the US Lamar Open Hunt. Yeah. Lamar Hunt. U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, I had our, that as our a, version of the FA. I had that as a trivia question. I you know I host trivia every other week online. It's like a virtual pub trivia, and I had a question where it was which pro football Hall of Famer has the U.S. Open Cup soccer tournament named after him. And I had so many people write me complaining about all the soccer questions. And I was like, first of all, that was hardly a soccer question. Second of all, the other one was a picture of Alex Morgan sipping a cup of tea and just asking you who it was. Like, that wasn't that hard. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. The MLS regular (laughs) season is back. It's back. I think is that, the, is that the tagline? Did they have enough regular season is back? Regular season. <laughs> uh, this is our most dysfunctional episode yet, and Omar's not even on. <laughs> I, you know how when you're around your old high school friends that you haven't really seen much since high school, you just go into revertigo. And I was expecting some silliness out of that, but all right. Well, the USL has been back and We talked about this on the 10K Pitches podcast, but I think the return of the USL kind of gives us a little bit of a preview of what we will expect from the MLS coming back, which not only have they been playing games in the USL, but they have been letting fans into the stands. So my my brother-in-law who lives in Omaha, he was at the match uh, between Omaha and Forward Madison last Wednesday. Of course, he was cheering for Omaha. He, he had described it as he said it was fun. He said quite a few people were there. And safety-wise, he compared it to going to Costco. Our future guest star, who is currently, I don't know if the Ford-Madison match is over or not. I don't know if he got rained on or not. But what our future guest from Labara 608 says about it is that it, uh, it's a little bit different. No drums, no chants. So really no opportunity for fans to have any impact on the game. But he did say he enjoys being able to hear the players and the coaches yell out on the field. And he also talked about how the team has so many staff just roaming the stadium, telling people to put their masks on because he says people will either forget to put them back on maybe after they eat something or drink something, or he says people will try to get away with not having them on and the staff will come over and yell at them. But What I really think fans of the MLS can learn from the USL is that the USL, every single week, they publish their test results. And every single week, they have positive tests and they keep on playing. They have shown that they will postpone, though. So at first, it was LA Galaxy who was missing, or sorry, it was LA Galaxy 2 who was missing a bunch of games. Now it is Philadelphia Union 2 who has been missing games since their August 9th match against Hartford. They again missed the rescheduled August 19th match against Hartford. And today on August 23rd, 
they were supposed to play New York Red Bulls too. And that also has been postponed. But you you see they're going to work Philadelphia Union 2 back in the same way they already worked LA Galaxy 2 back in. It seems they've made the schedule flexible on purpose. And I think the way we've talked about this before, the way MLS scheduled things with the phases and the way they provided some time in between phase two and the MLS Cup playoffs, it seems like they're planning on teams having to miss games and they're planning on games having to be rescheduled. So I guess my question for you guys, Justin and Nate, is where do you stand on this as fans? Is returning to play a good idea? And if Minnesota United or Nate pretend you're back in Portland and say the Timbers are allowing fans back in the stands, if Minnesota United isn't allowing fans back in the stands, would you guys go? Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I'm kind of in a similar boat to Nate uh, with a lot of like questioning why all this is happening. Like it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Like I'm really excited to be able to watch my team, but still kind of worried that this is happening. It just, that just doesn't sound, you know, like if you have fans in the stand, I know some people just really, really want to be there, but I think about what makes the MLS, you know, what makes Loon Games so much fun is being there and being involved in the atmosphere. And if that's, if that's not going to be a part of it, I don't know, like, even if I was like, yeah, I don't care about, you know, which is not true. Like, like, I don't care about the social distancing part or whatever. Right. I just want to, I really want to like, you know, like I wouldn't go because I wouldn't have the experience I wanted. Right. Like sitting at home and watching the game is different. And like, even being there, I cheered on, but like the reason I want to be at a loons game is so I can sing the songs, you know, be a part of it, feel like my, you know, my voice is contributing to the, the, the home atmosphere that, I mean, we'll talk about it in the game. I think that that was, that was a big thing that was missing in our game was, was not having the fans there to create that atmosphere. That's a huge bummer, but I mean, that's, that's what it has to be to make it so it's safe, you know? So it just kind of feels weird. So weird. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just not worth it. Like, you know, I was glad that they, that they stopped payments for the season tickets in Portland that they said, we're going to figure out what's going on once we can have fans back in the stands. But, you know, I just canceled mine because if they do go back to having fans, I can't go to games. I don't live there. And the couple guys that I've sold tickets to, you know, both have families. So they don't, they're not, they both said they're not going to games anytime soon. I think it, you know, it creates this sort of impossible situation. And on the one hand, I understand it's a business and you need to make money. On the other hand, it's entertainment and movie theaters are sort of reopening, I guess. I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon. Um, and it seems like the movie industry is shifting away from that anyway to be able to get, in, you know, to get content, new content to streaming services quicker so that, you know, so that people can watch movies at home and watch, you know, new shows at home and stuff like that. So I just think until there's a vaccine and until the, the situation becomes one in which we can all feel comfortable going out and interacting in, you know, even groups of 10 with people we know i'm not gonna go hang out with a bunch of people i don't know i'm not gonna go to a sport like you know minneapolis city is doing with you know doing a 7v7 kind of league and it's season ticket holders only and they you have 20 people there to watch the games i'll go watch that there's 20 people there they're all season ticket holders that's low risk it's outside i'm not you know 
I'm not going to go to a stadium, even if I'm distanced. What's the point of that? Why, like, why am I spending money to do that? If it's not going to give me the satisfaction of doing those things, you know, do I want to go to games? Do I want to go to concerts? Absolutely. Right now we got to sacrifice. And, you know, the bottom line is that as a country as a whole, we've been unwilling to do that so that we can have nice things. And as far as I'm concerned, therefore we don't deserve to have nice things. (laughs) We don't deserve nice things. Yeah, that is very true. Oh, man. I think I agree with you, Nate. I wouldn't be that afraid of going when I when I watch Forward Madison on TV. If that's what a Minnesota United game ended up looking like, where it's so spaced out, I don't think I'd be afraid of going. I don't think it would bring that much to the table. I think if that was the case, I think I would rather just be at home watching it on my TV, not having to arrange a babysitter. And just having my own food, having my own drinks, having, you know, having my own amenities, right? I also, I I am on the careful side. I believe I have more exposure than the average person. And should your guys' schools ever open back up? And not that mine, not that my school has opened up, but I have to interact with people a lot um, with my job at my school. I just feel like I have more exposure and you, you guys might be right in my boat too, but it just, I feel guilty anytime I'm out doing anything. So pretty much I just go to the grocery store once a week and, and that's it. I would, I would feel probably a little guilty going somewhere like a game. Again, like the purpose of going to a game is for that atmosphere. And if you're not going to get that atmosphere going to the game, I would rather like, so, for example, I was telling Justin and Nate, I went on Minneapolis City's website the other day and I bought $50 worth of stuff and threw in a little donation for their futures program. Just because I've never been to a Minneapolis City game before, but we said we were going to go when we first talked to Nate a few months ago. And that was money I would have spent with the club. And I was like, okay, I might as well buy a shirt, a scarf, and throw in a donation. Okay. I went to, I, I bought a ticket and went to an online concert not long ago. And do I wish it was a live in-person concert? Absolutely. But did I have a ton of fun just sitting on my couch, watching a concert and not having to arrange a sitter? Absolutely. I did. I thought that was a very cool concept. And I, I hope more, I hope more concerts will be hosted virtually. I thought it was a great time. And you know, maybe the sports world could think about think about that somehow, about how could you better engage fans virtually. I don't know. It is. Well, didn't they say like the, was it the, the NFL that's trying to find a way to include fan cheering? Like you can actually do like a whatever, like a clip of your <laughs> cheering and they're going to like actually use that for the sound during games. Could they set up chants? You know, like could they do? Did they uh, ask the- did they ask the old Metrodome staff for advice on that? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, could you could you find a way to get to get the you know people at home? I don't know. I, I always think though, like in the back of my head, it's like people are going to do something stupid or like whatever, right? Like, I still don't. Yeah, the chat roulette we were talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh! I still they like they obviously screen everything that they put on those you know the fan areas. The, the NBA has a, had a couple, like, there's been a couple that I've been skeptic on of, like, I don't know what that is. And how did that get put on there? But 
I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll find ways, but that, it's just such a bummer. It's such a bummer. Like, you know, and like, I, like I said before, like I don't. I go to the soccer game for the experience. You know, I watch the game because I enjoy it, and I like like it's fun to watch. But the experience is everything. I wouldn't do that for a concert either, right? Just just everyone standing silently in the stands, just watching the person playing music. Everyone's like, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously you can't enforce that, but it just seems so wrong. Well, would you go? So the concert I paid money to watch on TV it, in person, it was at a drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. And so you had, you had cars spaced out and you could to the left of your car, you could set up a chair or whatever they would have you spaced out by car and you weren't allowed to go to the right of your car. You weren't allowed to be in front or behind your car, but you could go to the left. And so it was large parking lot. They had the stage, they had large screens set up as well in case you were a little bit further back. And then you could also tune in from the internet. Like I did. Would you do something like that? Oh, I mean that I'm not against that. I'm, I'm all for supporting, you know, my, my favorite bands and stuff. I've, I've done a couple you know, a couple times bands I know have done streams on YouTube or whatever, and they'll put like a Venmo link, you mm-hmm. know, to, to, to throw some cash their way. Like that, that totally makes sense to me. The in-person stuff just seems so extra right now. So my question is, did they let you bring a box with everything you own in it to the left? <laughs> Come on, Sam. Are we talking about the Cupid shuffle? Like, what are we no. To the left, to the left. <laughs> Everything you own in a box to the left. Can we play? Can is that uh, copyright, Sam, to like sing a song? I think we can sing it. We can't play it. Okay, is that Beyonce? Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got it. I, I, it, it took some time to get there. Nate, <laughs> I got it. I I know that song. I know the Cupid Shuffle better. Um. <laughs> Slide to the left. That's the, that's, no. that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. <laughs> okay, this is good. For a while, Nate was looking a lot cooler than me, and now he got the Cupid Shuffle wrong. So at least I got that on him. That's the who does that one? The Cha Cha, the DJ. Who is who does that? <sighs> I don't know. That was on our Do Not Play list at our wedding. <laughs> Aww. We we, we did what did what was it? Ours that was too. We, it was on our do not playlist. As what well. did we do? There was the group. What was the group dance that we did? All the high view staff did. What did we do? Oh, the wobble. wobble. Yeah, which that is was that was fun. Basically, the it's like it's all the other ones, right? Like right. You're just doing stuff. Line, it's line dancing. <laughs> it's line dancing. Anyway, right. what are we on to next, Sam? Let's do a quick recap of Minnesota United one, Sporting Kansas City two. Uh, doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a long recap considering we're already over 40 minutes in <laughs> but Justin why don't you give us a little rundown of that lineup uh, so you know Canadian Greg we talked about before replaced Tyler Miller and then you know Ikopar is still out so aha was still at center back and uh, Hassani Dotson was in for it sounds like Robin Ludd is you know maybe battling something um, not a hundred percent so they had a Hassani Dotson start in his place. So Asani shifted the formation from usual 4-2-3-1 to a 4-3-3. So as Dotson played a more of a central midfield, then Kevin Molino shifted to the left wing. So it was a little different formation. Kind of had to make some moves to you know for the personnel that we had. 
Before we go any further, just let me try this. Ranjit Singh. <laughs> I, I think that that's how it is. Ranjit Singh. It probably is. I mean, we're probably we might need to learn his name, Sam. I think I think we're getting <laughs> Greg. It's it's hard because we're listening to Callum Williams say it, and he has an English accent, so that doesn't even. Count. Oh my gosh. Because we can't be like Ranjit Singh, you know. <laughs> Greg with two G's. Let's. I, I think it's Ranjit. Honestly, who's really good at pronunciations is James. Just because I don't know if it's because he's lived in so many different countries, but he's very good at uh, he's very good at figuring out all the pronunciations. I'm pretty sure it's Ranjit Singh. We should do some research at some point. We'll have to Google I that. Same. I did. <laughs> Use the YouTubes and listen I, to a pronunciation. I did, but still with the research, it was it's it's not always easy when you don't hear it over and over. Especially if people are saying it fast, and especially when people are saying it with an English accent. Let's just go for a little recap. So, first of all, my prediction <laughs> that I made on 10K pitches was right, uh, which is a good thing. Because that means we're going to win the next five. All right. I'll hold you to it, Sam. <laughs> Just some goofy, I'd say three goofy goals. Okay. So Gotti Kinda opened the scoring for Sporting Kansas City in the 12th. Everything looked awkward from our defense. And the ball just kind of bounced in. We thought Roger Espinoza got on it, but he actually didn't when you go back and do the replay. I, th- I think even even the Fox Sports North graphics had Roger Espinoza with the goal, but it was Gotti Kinda who was actually credited with it when you went back and looked at it. Finlay, he kind of equalized in the 34th, but again, that was a goofy goal too. It looked like he was trying to cross the ball and it actually deflected off of a sporting Kansas City defender for an own goal. So I, I think Minnesota United, their social media owned it pretty well. They were like, that was a nice little accident. We're, <laughs> we're happy with that. And then, you know, Sporting Kansas City retook the lead with another own goal in the 55th minute when Johnny Russell attempted a cross of his own that our Michael Boxall accidentally sent into our net. So what was guess, the thing that I sent you? What did he say? What was his his quote? Sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> He's like, I, I put us in some sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> Clears it right into the back of the goal. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's a New Zealand phrase or what, but sugar, <laughs> honey, iced tea. I always tell my kids it's a perfect finish. Sugar, honey, iced tea? No, an own goal. Own goal? They've got to be perfect finishes. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Overall, it appeared our defense needed to settle in with the new goalkeeper. As a Chelsea fan, I am I am very aware of goalkeeper controversies and how switching in a new goalkeeper, it can just put the defense off when you're trying to figure out where each other are going to be aligned on the field and who is protecting what. I'm hoping it was just that because our defense did look a little off. We talked about throughout the tournament that we were only allowing one goal per game. Well, today we allowed two and they both looked goofy as heck. Our offense also needs that spark, which during the game, it became pretty apparent when the Boca Juniors official account announced that Emmanuel Reynoso, his transfer finally went through. We had, a check mark. we had a check mark from Boca's Twitter account that it's happening. So yeah. not ours yet, but Boca's 
Boca's Twitter account's talking about it. Check not back. not ours, but he has been pictured at the Minneapolis airport, which yeah, taking a picture with a fan. There was a guy in a, in a United shirt. Yeah, which which is also in a T. Did you did we talk about that, Sam? There, it's going around the internet that the Loons logo is Antifa. I sent you guys, I sent you and Nate the Twitter or the tweet that <laughs> tried to say that the guy who was responsible for defacing George Floyd's memorial, he was wearing a Minnesota United sweatshirt, unfortunately, and far right groups looked at it. They saw the Minnesota United uh, logo on his sweatshirt and they, they linked it with a old social media profile called Minnesota United against, against fascism that used the loon logo with the arrows. So they were like, see, it's an Antifa logo. It's Antifa behind it. They're trying to to frame the right as being Mm. responsible. And that would never happen if he was wearing a twins logo. That would never happen (laughs) if he was wearing a Vikings logo. Just damn it. If you don't know the loons, if you don't know the loons, you don't even know that they exist. If you're not one of the 20,000 people that shows up for game day, you don't even know they exist if you look at that logo and thought that it was the Antifa logo. So back back to soccer, I guess, right? This, this is a soccer <laughs> podcast. At times an Antifa podcast, but mostly soccer. We, you know, I mean, like, it just seemed like we couldn't capitalize on our chances. You know, I, I think I texted you, Sam, and maybe I, maybe I jinxed it. Like, Hassani looked like, Hassani Dotson looked like he was going to score a goal, right? Like, oh, yeah. Were, he was all over the place. He was he was doing a good job getting to the net, and but he just couldn't finish. You know, we just couldn't finish. We had opportunities, but we couldn't finish, and that was frustrating. You know, hopefully, hopefully, when you know, if and when Emmanuel Reynoso comes in, he can help create another thing that kind of stood out that was shocking. But I mean, doesn't it makes sense now that I think back to the game? Luis Amaria didn't have a shot on like a shot attempt. You know, Luis Amaria didn't do anything, and you know that's. That's frustrating, right? When you you have this big guy coming in, we've we're big fans of what we talked about, you know, like the the quest for twenty five goals and everything like that. We've we talked about that, and he does have skill, and we've seen it. Maybe he just needs someone to help facilitate that, right? So hopefully, you know, when Bebelo gets here, that can he can, him and Amaria can hook up and and make some plays and get some goals in the net. Well, and that was supposed to be what Emmanuel Reynoso's. Like that, that's what his strength is. He's not on Boca. He's not necessarily scoring a bunch of goals, but he's getting a lot of his assists. So I think that that's what they're hoping for Amaria is that he'll be serviced a little bit better uh, than he currently is, especially with behind him. There have been some inconsistencies with Kevin Molino not playing and not really having a actual person comfortable in the 10 role to go in in his place. Whenever Hassani Dotson's in instead of Kevin Molino, that's when the formation always changes and uh, Hassani Dotson's playing more of an eight type of a role. So I, th- I think the addition of Emmanuel Reynoso, my hope is, is that now we're finally going to see the Lu- Luis Amaria that we were promised, that we're actually going to see Mr. 25 goals. Maybe we'll have to downgrade it to 20, but I would still be psyched with that. It's just hopefully this is the spark we need because right now our offense, last year it always looked flat when we needed it to not be flat. And this year, this year it's more of the same. When the defense lets in, when the defense lets in more goals than we're planning on, 
the offense hasn't been able to step up and hopefully we are just one piece away from um, making some noise on the offense as well. I don't know. Anything else to add, Justin? No, that's good. Well, we got Nate on. Originally, this was going to be, we had the leader of one of the supporters groups in Forward Madison who was going to guest star on this, just talk about what it was like to lead a supporters group during a pandemic, during this weird COVID era where you're not allowed drums, you're not allowed chants. Most of you aren't even going to the games. But we do have Nate on, so I figured this would be a good time to give a little Minneapolis City update, and I can even I even updated a few of the questions I was originally going to ask Omar to ask Nate, our our humble winner over there. So, Nate, first of all, let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup canceled for 2020. However, the qualified teams, including Minneapolis City, are still going to be qualified for the 2021 tournament. Any thoughts on this? It feels fantastic. We went undefeated in the 2020 U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> so is Minneapolis City, I, I know they have the seven on sevens, but are any practices actually taking place? Are there team activities actually taking place right now? I guess I don't totally understand what the seven on sevens are. Um, or has everyone just gone their separate ways during COVID? So they uh, split the senior squad into smaller teams. So they're going to play seven on 77 games. There's four different squads captained by kind of some of the star players. And unfortunately, I don't have that in front of me. I was unprepared. Um, I wouldn't know who they were anyway. Yeah, well, it's because you're not a true fan. <laughs> I haven't even gone to a game Sad yet. emoji. I'm okay with that. Sad emoji. I, I will and go once we're allowed to. There you go. Um, yeah, so they're just doing, you know, it's a, it's a chance for the guys to play. You know, it's the equivalent of kind of an inner squad league, mini league. So they're going to play up at the National Sports Center uh, for like six or eight weeks or something like that and play just seven aside. So six field players, goalies, they just divided everybody up. So are they playing seven versus seven on the big field? No, they'll play like part of a field. Okay. Probably like half a field. Okay. That would be nuts. Now, are the citizens, are you guys in operation during this COVID era? And if so, how are you operating differently this year than you had been prior to COVID-19? The citizens are always in operation, Sam. The citizens are always in operation because there is always beer to be drank. (laughs) There are always cats to interact with. And there is always social media to make a fool of ourselves on. So yes, we are always in operation. We have jumped on the thievery from St. Louis. um, (laughs) And we look forward to such a time as we can take our shenanigans back to the Augsburg stadium and cheer on our crows. (laughs) Yeah. Nate, after you were on the first time, I followed most of the Minneapolis City or Citizens accounts. And I will admit, you you guys are a fun social media follow. Justin, have you been checking this out at all? I haven't. I haven't. Tell me more, Sam. Well, I don't know if I'm the one to talk about it, but it was funny. St. Louis City, or yeah, St. Louis City, the new MLS team, they came out with their logo and with their colors, with their colors and with their font. And it pretty much copied 
the it pretty much copied the Minneapolis Futures team that was inspired by the Cedar Riverside buildings. So, you, you know, if you think of the colors that are on the Cedar Riverside buildings and then like the font that Minneapolis City would typically use, that was essentially what they put into the St. Louis City logo. And they even like emphasized the city part of St. Louis City and had almost identical font to what Minneapolis City uses. So it was really funny. And social media, I think it was actually our buddy Jeremy with 10K Pitches. Uh, shoot, we've given him a lot of shout outs today. But I think it was our buddy Jeremy that was responsible for the initial tweet that made it start going viral. Nate, do you have anything to add to that? No, down with thieves. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that somebody like they, I don't know if they have like they paid a marketing firm or whatever, or if they did it in house. And someone just bit something off. I mean, or I mean, it, there, there's a chance, right? You talked about us. Everything is awesome. I'm usually pretty optimistic. Maybe, maybe, maybe just so happened that this, by happenstance, had the same exact logo. <laughs> but it's probably not. Probably somebody that didn't think, didn't think people would look too hard. But the internet, man, the internet never, like, internet always wins. So, yeah, you know, like, it, you can't, you can't can't steal i don't know people are going to call you on it i hope that they roll with it though and i hope that the thieves is the nickname that they embrace right because it's (laughs) everything should happen organically right like creating creating and you're not supposed to make your own nickname right it's supposed to be people that give you the nickname and so i i hope that they embrace that that they just they embrace that name that they are the thieves from this day going forward you know, 20, 30 years from now, it's not going to be shameful, right? It's going to be a good story. So if you're listening, St. Louis SC, I know you are. I know you're a loyal fan. You're loyal. <laughs> do, we have, do we have Missouri? Is Missouri represented in our, in our plays, Sam? I don't think so, but maybe they have commuters coming in from Illinois and Illinois is. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So Nate, the citizens are still going strong during the COVID era. Have you guys stumbled upon anything like routines or events or anything that you've been doing during the COVID era that you're like, hey, this is kind of fun. I could see I could see us continuing this once things are back to normal, whenever that happens. Anything you want to keep going? Beer is essential. Cats are essential. Soccer is essential. Yeah, but you were doing that before. Yeah. And we're still doing it. Okay. No, I mean, there's, there's, to be honest, there's not like, we're not doing anything new. Sure. So we're not, we're not doing much of anything. That was my sort of cynical answer to your first question was, we're just doing what we've always done. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sucks because the, the fellowship of soccer fandom doesn't get to happen during COVID because there's no games to go to. And so as supporter groups, you just kind of back off. We are doing, uh, we're working with the dark clouds to plan a, another food drive uh, to support communities in Minneapolis in the next couple of weeks. Um, But other than that, you know, in terms of things that are soccer focused, we, we don't have anything going on. So I feel like I already know the answer you have for this question, but what is the first thing you look forward to once it's safe for large crowds to get to return to the stadium? Beer. 
You heard it. Antifa Nate, <laughs> looking forward to beer. Singing Oh When the Crows, and I can't sing the rest of that song because it's radio. Yeah, our PG-13 rating, yeah. PG-13 rating. <laughs> now, do you have anything you want to, before we move on, do you have anything you want to add about the Futures program? I know you brought it up the first time you were on. I don't even think it was named the Future program back then, but how has the reaction been to the Futures program? How do you see it impacting the senior team? And do you see this catching on with other clubs? I mean, I think it's a great solution to MLS uh, and U.S. soccer cutting the development academies and scaling back their uh, team academies. A lot of United's DA players uh, have come over to the Futures program. So I think that, you know, for for teams that have the capacity to do stuff, then it's a great opportunity and to really, you know, cement themselves in their communities. Um, And I think that that's the grassroots nature of soccer, which is what I like about Minneapolis city. So I think that, you know, it's, it's a really exciting uh, program. It's got a lot of exciting opportunities for on a lot of different levels for the club, for the, young players that are involved for, you know, coaches that are involved. Um, so I think it's going to be awesome. You know, just stay tuned. I love it. I love it. Well, I think it's time for us to kind of wrap things up here. So we have some upcoming games with Minnesota United. So first up is August 29th at Dallas. So since Dallas has returned and remember they were kicked out of the tournament, So since they've returned, they've had two draws, one loss, and no goals. So after their disappointing restart with back-to-back matches with Nashville, they actually, they drew 0-0 at Houston. So not looking so hot for Dallas. Hopefully we are not their rebound. I am predicting a win here, as I announced on the 10K Pitches podcast. Justin, how are you feeling? Man, I I don't know. I mean, I I just want to see you know. Hopefully, like hopefully that first game with the new goalkeeper, you know, gave us gave us some experience together. Hopefully that can be built upon, and and hopefully they can have success against Dallas. You know, obviously like no team can be overlooked, but you know it's it sounds like they might be on the easier end when you think about what kind of competition we're going against. So hopefully that we can kind of bounce back from the last game and, and have success against a team that we should have success against and, and continue to, to grow as a team. So this upcoming week will be the last time for a while where we have significant rest in between games. So we said our game against Dallas is on August 29th, and we will record an episode shortly after. Following the Dallas game, we have September 2nd at Houston, September 6th against RSL, September 9th against Dallas again, September 13th at Sporting Kansas City. So with that congested schedule, we will likely record following every other game. So we'll wrap up two games in each episode following the Dallas game. We'll work in Omar somewhere in there too. That might just be a short little bonus episode with me. We'll see. But anyway, time for us to wrap things off. So thank you again, Nate, for coming on. And, uh, gracing us with your third pod on you loons cap thanks for having me yeah thanks Nate. it's been good i was just gonna say for all you teachers out there for all you parents out there 
I don't think we have any students out there, but in case we do, just good luck embracing the crazy because uh, in the past week, almost every school that was supposed to open just closed. I wish we would have just done that a month ago, but <laughs> just embrace the crazy because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, or sorry, we're not going to call it an opportunity, a once in a lifetime <laughs> experience. I'm not that optimistic that I'm calling COVID an opportunity. This, this is an opportunity for us to right all the wrongs and be better as people. You're all in the words of, <laughs> in the words of a young Christian Bale. Now is the time to seize the day. There you go. <laughs> Open the gates and don't delay. Was that Newsies? Newsies, man. Wrongs will be righted. Okay. I didn't realize he was in Newsies. I remember he was in Swing Kids. That's I like that. That's his first big role, right? Like that's his... Newsies? Know, yeah. I'm trying to act like I'm a Christian Bale like aficionado, but I love, I love Batman, the Batman trilogy. Well, did you watch Swing Kids? That was when he was a kid. No, that sounds... Anyway. That would be right up your alley, Nate. That's the Antifa movie. Is it? It's about uh, it's about youth resistors in Nazi Germany, but they were obsessed with swing music. I see. Because that was, that was seen as British and American and uh, verboten. And check it out. It was, a, it was a good one. It's a nice, entertaining one. It's... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a true musical, but it has a lot of music in it. And yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, again, pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Nate. <laughs> Bye, Nate. Bye, Nate. Bye. Good to see you, too. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>